am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Remedy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very next week of The Remedy with Tovacito and Janice Gant and Kevin Ebling. I don't like saying my name, like my actual first and last name. Yeah, you say Kevin. You should just go with Kevin. We already established (laughs) that Kevin doesn't need a last name. uh -uh. You are known as Kevin. Really, nobody knows your last name. You're kind of like. That's a good point. You're kind of like Cher. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Madonna. Madonna. Hercules. Van Halen. <laughs> Although Van Halen's two names. But oh, one. It's one name. It's but one it's last two, name. Yeah, two What's words. his first name? Edward. Oh, that's, Eddie. Oh, that's right. Hot. How could you forget hot Eddie Van Halen? I know. I don't you know, know half of our audience is Googling Eddie Van Halen right now because <laughs> they don't even know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did have a poster of him. Oh. Remember he was married to Valerie Bertinelli yeah. from One Day at a Time? Oh, yeah. And she lost her virginity yeah. to him Yeah, on her wedding night, and I didn't believe it. Did you believe it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what we're talking about, do you, Kev? No. <laughs> he doesn't know what virginity is. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I'm ignorant to the ways of the world. <laughs> okay, uh, so we need to thank our sponsor today. She's anonymous. Oh, which, and she's five hundred dollars anonymous, which I'm very anonymous? grateful for. Anonymous, yes. Always surprises me, but very, oh, that's, very much appreciated. Oh, so thank nice, you, anonymous. She, you know who you are. She wrote the kindest note, and she just said, um, "Thank you so much for all you guys do." She said she looks forward to it every single week. That's so kind. Yeah, so generous. The only this, thing that bums me out about Anonymous is I want to thank them personally. You know what I mean? Well, I like, did. Well, you did. Yeah. Yes, and on behalf of all of us, good. I told her how much we appreciate it, but she said she really didn't want anybody to know. So she, but she's a big fan, and and said thank you, thank you. That's so lovely. So lovely. Yes. Thank, thank you, Anonymous. You. Thank you. Um, you have a joke for us today? I do. Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had two. One of them was really pretty risque, and I decided I would clean the. I'd do the cleaner one, but I've got the other one in the back of my head. It's my Just favorite in joke in the whole world. Oh, um, yeah. So at some point, I'll get brave enough. I'll give everybody a warning that they, if they need small children in the car, <laughs> or if we're doing carpool, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so these two guys were out fishing, and. Um, One of the guys decided that he wanted to smoke a cigarette, so he asked his buddy, he said, hey, do you have a light? I don't know where my lighter is. And the guy goes, yeah, hold on a sec. So he gets this lighter and he hands it to him. The guy's like, oh my gosh, that's a 10-inch long Bic lighter. Where on earth did you get that? And the guy goes, well, I have this genie, and and he's the one that gave it to me. And the guy goes, you have a genie? And he said, well, can I have a wish? And the guy goes, sure. So he pulls out his magic lamp and he rubs it and this genie appears. And the genie says, your wish is my command. What is your wish? And the guy goes, wow, I I want a million bucks. And the guy goes, your wish is my command. And he disappears back into 
the lab and the guy goes i hope you heard that i hope the genie heard that rex some right sometimes he's a little hard of hearing and the guy goes well hopefully too and then all of a sudden there are a million ducks that fly <laughs> over over him and the guy goes wow you weren't kidding that guy really didn't hear me correctly and the guy goes well did you really think i asked a genie for a 10 inch bick <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking about that whole time I'm like wait the guy has a genie and he's out just fishing with a 10 inch lighter like what hilarious oh my gosh that that came to me 10 seconds later than it needed to but I finally <laughs> got it, it. like oh uh, well these are very intellectual jokes so you have to have some high brain capacity I'm like oh, oh now I get it now I get it it's funny too the joke is dependent on the a brand name like it has to be a big lighter or else it doesn't work no if he's no, no it would not work with just any old lighter it's the yep. truth that is the truth <laughs> Um, okay, so speaking of men. Yes. <laughs> and their things. Yes. <laughs> That's not the topic of today. So. I, I bet you're glad. <laughs> you got a 10-inch bick on you? <laughs> okay, Please we're don't going. answer that. Please we, don't we answer that. We are going down a dark alley. <laughs> it is funny. In my backyard, I do actually have a bick lighter, and it's like one of the little miniature things. <laughs> Oh, that is so Oh, funny. so you have a two-inch bit. <laughs> Maybe one and a half. Let's see. Uh, why do you have that in your bag? Um, in case I need to start a fire. I don't know. <laughs> in case I need to start a fire. What else, you got, stranded. what else you got in your Boy Scout bag over there? Oh, goodies in here. Do you I have, have a rope? I have a Tums. Spoon, um, a Tums. <laughs> Ibuprofen. That, hey, it's Gatorade. like a little emergency kit. Yeah. That's like what they give at like weddings in the, when you check into your hotel. You That's get like right. some yeah, Advil, exactly. some like emergency. Or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Things you'll need if you get if you if you have a bit of a hangover. A hangover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always think those are so creative. I know. Those it. are. Mm-hmm. I think they're cool. Yeah, I do too. Put some like gummy bears in there, yeah. or some jelly bellies. Uh-huh, lip, lip balm, balm little Put chocolate. Pedialyte in there. That's really good for a hangover. Eye mask. Eye mask. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, okay, but we are talking, not about that, but we are talking with Kevin today about a man's world. So last week we were planning. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, speaking of, yes. you and I have some fun things to announce. Yes, we do. Um, we had a great planning session last week, and we are going to do some workshops in the fall. We are. We're going to do one. Um, I sat there and drank beer. They did all the planning. Yeah. So. <laughs> I had one beer. You had more than <laughs> Two one or beer. Three. Yeah. <laughs> um, Janice was good. She had zero beers. Um but we are going to have uh, a woman's workshop, um, just like we did last year before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are going to gather a group of women on a Saturday afternoon. Actually, it's going to be Saturday, September 11th, um, from 1 to 4. And it will be the same format where uh, everybody who signs up gets to ask us anonymous questions. Yes. And we get to answer them for three hours i'm so excited me too because the last one that we did was so successful and it was fun and everybody just was so comfortable talking about things it was really 
It was so much fun. It was like. I loved it. You know what it was? It was like speed therapy. It was. You know, like. Uh, like speed dating? Yeah. Yeah. I've never done speed dating, but yes. So it's a, it was like 10. I would say it felt like 10 therapy sessions in three hours. Yeah. And it was. I agree, Tova. And what I thought was so cool was there was a range of ages. Yes. For the women. But. I love it that. was like it was like whenever so people would send in a question and then Tova would read it and we would take turns answering them or then we would if one of us had a different thought about it we would throw that out there but as we did that I can remember looking around the room and people are nodding their heads so I think sometimes those sort of experiences are so reaffirming to people because they think oh my gosh I struggle with that too yeah. or that's what I would like to know too or that's some area I would like to work on also yeah. whereas they sometimes we get lost in our in our uniqueness and thinking we're the mm. only person that so ever true. thinks that way or ever feels this way or struggles with that or struggles with that and i think mm-hmm. because of the covid and what we've all experienced we've had a lot of people experiencing some depression and some anxiety and some marital issues and things like that so it will be a really um it, it, I think it'll be really, really, really fun. Oh, I think it's going to be great. And the, uh, another thing that I loved about it is even along the way, when we when we would address some of these questions, um, people would ask follow-up questions. Right. They weren't afraid. It no. was like this safe space where people were like, oh, okay, there's somebody here who struggles with that. I'm going to go ahead and, and piggyback on that and and ask one more thing about that or yeah i i don't think anybody felt embarrassed at all it was just mm-hmm. such a there was just good energy and kind of love it was kind of love energy in the whole room it was really fun yeah yeah it so, was awesome and then what we want to do with this is the last time we did it as a result of us doing it we were contacted by people listeners all over the United States mm-hmm. wanting us to come to their cities and do it. So we are we are looking forward to doing that. So if you live somewhere else and you think you could get a group of women together and we could come, then we would do that. We'll we will travel to you. Oh yeah. And that would be I mean, we had people contact us from California, Arizona Northeast, Florida. California. Yeah, California. Yep. You said that. California. Austin, Houston. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have Waco. tons of, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was one in Waco. I forgot yeah. about that. So we have, I know we have tons of listeners all over. Um, and so if you and your girlfriends um, listen to us and enjoy us and would want to host uh, having us, um, we're happy to come. Yeah, I think. What did we decide that if you we would we would want to be have like twenty people there, yeah. twenty or more. Yep, it could be as big as you wanted. But, sure, uh, but yeah, we minimum would, of twenty. To minimum me. of twenty, and I think you kind of need that for the mm-hmm. energy. So there's yep. enough energy in the room. Yep. So we would love to do that. So yep. FYI. Yes. So yep. put it on your calendars. Save the date. We'll get all the details to everybody soon. But we're really looking forward to that. So it's going to be September 11th, 1 to 4. And again, if you live outside of Dallas and you'd like to um, host us in your city, we would love it. Yeah. Um, and we'll put, we will post, 
we'll let you know exactly where it's going to be. Yeah. Last time we had it at my house, we might do that again, or we might do a different location. So, so we'll get more information to you within the in the near future, the next yep. couple of weeks. Yep, and uh, we're also going to do the exact same format mm-hmm. for couples. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, now that or dun 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 to go other way. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with the positive spin on that. We are. It, Let's well, go with the glass half full. It <laughs> will end glass half full for sure. Um, and we are gonna do that on Saturday, October thirtieth. We know men, you men, have a little bit less attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, for emotion, uh, a little bit less capacity, let's say Interest. that. <laughs> Interest, yeah. So it's only going to be two and a half hours. Right. Um, and we're going to do it from 1 to 3.30 on Saturday, October 30th. And again, we'll get all the details to you. But we just hope that all of you put those things on your calendar. Mm-hmm. Get super excited about it. We are. Um, and it's going to, I mean, this is like our sweet spot. This is... Yeah, I think so too. And I think the cool thing about it, we did a we did a couples workshop a couple of years ago and it was more didactic and that we had a format and we educated people about yep. some issues. And this will be like we said, they'll you a little will more turn interactive. in uh-huh, mm-hmm. turning questions about that. So then you can be very anonymous, mm-hmm. which if and you know, if you if you're gonna do this with us, then you could tell your husband, you know, just give me a question and I'll send it in and nobody will ever know that it came out of your mouth. Or so, just email this person on your own and yeah, your spouse ex- doesn't even have to know. No, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's a really good point. <laughs> I want to ask why my husband does this Uh or why my wife nags so much. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it'll be fun. Mm -hmm. It'll be really fun. So save the date, um, September 11th, October 30th and details coming soon. And if you, again, if you are interested in hosting us, let us know, reach out to us on Instagram, be the remedies. You can direct message us and we can't wait. Yeah. Sounds good. Going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. So today we are going to talk to Kevin. Um, in our planning session last week, we were just asking him some questions that, and we found the answers yeah, so That kind of just came over organically. Yeah, it, it totally really did. <laughs> Which I think you got to pay attention to, right? Like, I, yeah. like we were like, whoa, this That's is true. fascinating. That's true. It's a good conversation that'll translate to, yeah, yes. to listeners. And so we thought it would be really fun to um to talk with you about what it's like to be a man you know um, we're, we're entitling this a man's world with kevin who doesn't need it last name <laughs> <laughs> how old are you kevin uh i'll be 36 in august 5th yeah that's like the perfect uh it is age is oh, it really? like yeah i think you're you know you're bumping up i mean I'd love to think I'm middle age. I turned fifty Saturday. I'm not middle age. I'm I'm on the back <laughs> well, line. I'm, I'm you could live to hundred. So I'm middle age. I'm gonna I'm gonna be around until I'm like hundred and fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I may be walking around without my shirt on, but 
drooling. <laughs> Drool. But you'll be here, damn it. <laughs> you'll be here. Toothless. Just put some rouge lipstick on me and take her anywhere. <laughs> hey, as long as you have your sassy shoes and lip gloss, you really don't need much else. According to your daughter, it doesn't matter if you sh- we show our nipples. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? I forgot about yeah. that. Yep. Oh, that's true. I might be showing my nipples everywhere I go. That was a very illuminating episode. It, you know what? I oh, have let's thought, not I have thought about it so much. Like this weekend, I was wearing this swimsuit. is white. And I was like, I think my nipples are kind of showing. And then I was like, Blair wouldn't care. No. Nope. <laughs> or Janice. Yeah. I'm the one that says pigs have nipples, dogs have nipples, cats have nipples. Why do I have to hide mine? I was like, Craig's, good point. Craig's nipples are showing right now. <laughs> All these boys here, their nipples are like, what's so offensive about Who my made nipples? made up that rule? Yeah. When did that become a rule? I wonder. I don't know. Like, they're just nipples. Yeah. Like, there's not any different why would than it be, your nipples. Exactly. Like, why? <laughs> why would it be any different? Why would I, why would they have to look at my nipples any different than they're looking at their own? Well, it's maybe, really challenged me. Well, maybe. Maybe because when a man looks at a woman's nipples, sometimes they may get aroused. That's true. And you, when you a woman looks it. at a male's nipples, they don't particularly Nobody's get aroused. Nobody's getting aroused, yeah. Yeah, I don't... Re- <laughs> so, the male anyway. nipple doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Anyway, now we're really going off the tracks. Well, maybe, though, maybe the, the guys that get aroused looking at women's nipples because we're not allowed to see them, you know, and that's what makes it exciting. Well, that could be true. There's so if you were in a nudist colony, you'd probably, probably wouldn't I really care. think that yeah. if we all ran around, I was, it, like, we were playing, um, uh, not horseshoe, but uh, cornhole, uh-huh. and all the boys had their shirts off, uh-huh. and I'm the only one with a cover-up, uh-huh. and I'm like... How freeing would that be? It is. I really thought that. I was like, I want to put on a pair of shorts and not wear a shirt and play cornhole. That would feel so good. (laughs) And it's more comfortable to swim, too. Yes. And I bet it feels amazing. It does. You know, I'll tell you all a funny story. So my uh, daughter, Wesley, has twins, boy and a girl. And they're three. They'll be four in October. And... So Harlow, so Harlow's the girl, and then she has a twin brother, and then she has two older brothers. And Wesley sent me a picture the other day, and she said, Harlow refuses to wear a girl's bathing suit. She wants swim trunks Attica. like her brothers. She's kind of and so, after my own heart. So she, <laughs> so she sent me this picture of Harlow and Truett in swim trunks and then she said i just gave into it she said you know with the fourth you're like whatever and and so then she said then the boys when they get hot they take their shirts off so she looked out in the backyard and and she said harlow where's your shirt and she said i took it off i was hot so <laughs> just like my twin brother <laughs> just like my brother that cute little thing maybe it's maybe it's in your blood Maybe, maybe. <laughs> it just shows you, though, kids are a clean slate, and they don't care about it. So. No, they don't care about it <laughs> yeah. at all. We make the thing. Mm-hmm. So we were, so when we were talking uh, with Kevin, we were talking about some of the things that, at where he is in his life, some of the things that are, cr- that create fear within him, and so we just thought it would be fun to kind of talk about what it's like being a guy because one of the things that we want to be able to do is have empathy 
for the <laughs> for the, for the pe- for the male species. Well, Toby was saying before the show, she's good at emotional empathy. So uh-huh. I'm very good at emotional empathy. I'm terrible at physical, physical. empathy. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. Yeah, I can't get into that <laughs> <No>. right now. <laughs> but uh, so so Kevin, so t- you know, how long have you been married? Uh, two years. So Kevin's been married two years. When did you start your own business? Um, about three years ago. So he's two years into a marriage, three years into your own business. And what's that like? Was that scary for you? Yeah, very scary. Um, it's funny. People used to ask all the time, like, you know, why aren't you engaged yet? When are y'all getting married? I'm like, well, I'll get married when I can afford it. And then Mm. when I I give up everything and like roll the dice and decide just to start a business, that's when I, that's when I, I decided to get engaged. Like, oh, you did both yeah. of them. I'm Seriously? like, it's never going to be right. I may as well just do it now. Like, I'll wait forever if I'm waiting for the timing to be perfect. Right. How long did you and Elise date? Um, we started dating in 2015. Um, and you got married 2019. So like three and a half years before you got married. And were you right, engaged right, right. a year? Mm-hmm. Okay, so two and a half years. Not quite a year from from June to May. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, like eleven, 11 months. months. Yeah. Well, you know, you that the or June to March. I'm sorry. The interesting thing about that is, you know, if you you say to yourself, "I'm going to get married when I have enough money," I don't know how you define that. How right. is how much is enough money? So I think that's what I finally realized. Yeah, yeah. Had you, did you and Elise talk about getting married a lot before you got engaged? Did um, you talk about getting married or yeah, future yeah, we or did. timeline? Yeah, we or? knew that that was eventually something we both wanted when, from the beginning, but we didn't talk about it all the time. When did you start thinking that you wanted to marry her? How long did oh, you date That's a really good that? question because you, for, before her, had no intentions mm-hmm. or desire to ever get married. Almost immediately, like when we first started dating. Really? Mm-hmm. You thought this could be the one? Mm-hmm. What was it about her that was so yeah, appealing? I want to know too. She's beautiful. We know that. Yeah. Definitely beautiful. And she has a very kind heart. And she's very different than me. I like that. Oh. In what way? Um, what ways is she different? In the ways that, um, I don't know, I'm kind of alpha and I'm loud and I'm obnoxious. And she's kind of, I don't know, dainty and quiet and peaceful. Aww. I like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's really cute. That's really cute. Because you know, I've dated women who were like me and it never uh, went well. Too... too 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 mm-hmm. much fire. My mom would say it's always turns into the battle of the egos when you date someone who's isn't it funny? Like, like I I think that more often than not, some of the most complimentary relationships that I witness are people who are exact opposites, mm-hmm. and they really like Craig and I are very different in many ways, and but I I think that I am so attracted to him because so many of his qualities that are so different from me and vice versa, I find fascinating. Like, Yeah, you admire them. Admire. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of balances like, I wish I could be you. more like that. Yes. It yes. gives you a little bit of a balance. You know, Tom and I are very different too. Tom is, is, is I, he's much more frugal than I am, you know, and so, and so I kind of stretch him. Like we had a discussion after we had been married about a year and, it was like, he said, just so you know, I would never pay $700 a night to stay at a hotel. And I was like, well, I well, will. just so you know. <laughs> just, so then the next morning I woke up and I, well, I, that night I was like, I don't, I, 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 can I stay married to him? And I'm like, yes, you can, Janice. It's different. He will help balance you out. If you want, he can pay part of it and then you can pay the rest if you want to. So I think that those opposite 
characteristics really are interesting. I think it stretches us to develop our tolerance for differences, and I think it balances some of the differences that maybe need to be balanced within us. How are you in Tom I'm definitely different? the frugal one in ours, but you have to understand why that's important to that person too, you know? Because Tom's probably like me where he doesn't understand why you would spend that kind of money for something like that. He doesn't see the value in it. No. The way that other people do. Because I, when we go to a really nice hotel, I get in there and I'm like, oh my gosh, these sheets, can you believe these <laughs> Oh my God, sheets? look at the There's... bathtub. Oh my God, fill the shower. It's oh my not, God, look at no. this And I'm shampoo. like, a hotel room is a hotel room to no. me. No, it's the sheets. It's the sheets. And, I'll and the say, shower. I'll say, can you believe how great these sheets are and he's like uh really no i can't tell any difference i don't know that i've ever it's noticed any sheets, sheets in any way in my it's life. because you have good sheets at home well if you if you if you sleep on bad sheets and then you ever sleep on really good sheets you'll be able to tell you the know. difference Kevin. you really think so I, I yes uh, although i think tom percent. really knew but he just didn't want to he didn't want to give it he didn't want to give it will you credit. tell will you tell us how you and tom are different. I, I can see some of the differences, but I'm curious how you would describe it. Well, I think Tom is probably nicer than I am. <laughs> Actually, I think Craig he is, is definitely nicer than he I am. is. Very. Uh, he's probably more empathetic than I am to people who are really down and out. I kind of oh, yeah. You talked about that last week. How yeah, he just has a heart. For oh, people. he has such a heart for that, and um, he is—he's a little more—he's—he's he's just really health conscious, and I'm pretty health conscious too. But he probably is more of that for oh. me. Um, I have probably a greater desire to travel than he does and maybe the reason well maybe the reason is is because it's gonna he knows it's gonna be so expensive (laughs) if i pick the trip or plan the trip i mean he likes it but i think and he he's such a worker i mean he is a working guy and i love to work and i like my job but i don't love it i don't love to work as much as i think he does you know, but um, he gets a lot. I mean, I'm sure your work is very satisfying. Yeah. But there, it does seem like his, it, it, you know, he kind of has like a young guy's career mindset where you're, you're probably like, yeah, you're, I'm thinking, you're I'm on the back cut, nine. I want to cut and back he's, on my work. Yeah. He, and he's still on trying. The front nine. Mm-hmm. He is. Mm-hmm. He is. I'm on the back nine. Yeah. I should be on the front nine, no. but I'm on the back nine. <laughs> I'm winding down. I should probably still be wrapping up. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, you know, I do. So, Kevin, so were you frightened about going out on your own? Um, God, you know, it happened so spontaneously. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. I was. It, it didn't happen planned out. I had sort of... um. A bad falling out with my previous employer it wasn't what I thought it was going to be and I didn't like the way I was being treated and so I left one day and Elise was at Good Shepherd at that time and so she yeah. was out with her kids and like all of a sudden she looks over and I'm like standing over by the playground she's like what the hell and she mm. walks over and she's like what's going on I'm like I think I just quit my job that'd be scary <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. that would be scary and she didn't say see ya no <laughs> And she was like, she was like, this is great. This is what I wanted you to do. She's like, you'll be fine. It. You'll land on your feet. And but I was scared, yeah, big time. Well, that I still get scared about it. Is a huge. I was about to say, knowing your personality. So 
So Janice has talked a lot about, we've talked a lot about this on the podcast, that that anxiety, it comes from something unresolved in our past. Mm -hmm. And yet it seems like, to me, that sometimes you have anxiety and, and worry and, and lots of fear and, which, and lots which of I fear. don't think she has that problem and I don't think you're alone especially as a man I agree provider I think that that is probably one of the most difficult things um and I do I do have to say and I know Elise is not one of them but but I do think that there are a lot of women who put a lot of pressure on their significant others to perform and create a lifestyle and mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's funny. He just mouthed something that I can't <laughs> yeah, say. <laughs> what? I missed it. <laughs> um, I got to be careful on this one. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that so and and so I think the pressure can come from three different places. As a man, I think it can come from within. I think that it can come from other men. You know, you're kind of working alongside other people, whether it's what you do in podcast radio or real estate or the mortgage business Mm -hmm. or i mean there there's competition everywhere and so you're it's easy to size yourself up against other men your age oh he's more successful he's made more money he has more deals he did and then i think there can be a another component that comes from the spouse or significant other saying i want this kind of lifestyle i want mm-hmm. to live in this neighborhood i, I want, want bigger house yep. yep i want more shoes like uh-huh. sh- look at what they have look what she has and so i think that that because i don't i don't know a lot of relationships where that's flip-flopped where the man is putting that's a very good point actually the pressure on the female to rise to the same occasion. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just thinking that that I, I I never had to when I got my divorce, my first husband was successful, so I wasn't I was in pretty good financial shape. And I I have never had the burden of thinking that I had to provide for my family. You know that I would I needed to provide for my spouse, or I needed to provide if we have children. If and if you know, if my I just never had that pressure. And I think guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that that when you're in your twenties, and you know twenties and thirties, when you're you're trying to make something happen, that that would be a lot of pressure to feel like I am ultimately the one that's going to be responsible yeah. for providing for this family. And if we have children and we're going to want to buy a house and we're going to want to do blah, 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 that has to be scary. It can be very lonely. No, that's a if great word for that. spouse doesn't understand it, then she doesn't realize that you're, you know, they're putting that kind of pressure on you. And so you feel totally alone in that. Yeah. Because you are together as a team, but you're not together in both feeling the same way because, you know. You know how, yeah. what a like if you think about that Kevin that word that you used is a great one and a powerful one but how sad because y- you sh- should feel anything but alone yeah. because but you're alone with this fear but I think that many men and I think your point is such an amazing one many men carry life burdens alone when every other guy or so many other guys on this planet are carrying the same burden yeah like yeah that why is funny. are men carrying that 
if we don't get together at conventions yes, to talk about this shit. Yes. No. <laughs> no, but wouldn't that be awesome? Like, why aren't Maybe you talking about that? This over a golf game or That's a true. beer? Like, man, I am so like I want. At, you know, I thought by now I'd have a house, or I thought by now I'd live on this street, and I'm still living on this street. You know. And it's not like you can talk to family either, like my mom or something, because it all it's, it all stems from the same thing, you know. Because it, I worry that if you have this, it all comes from this fear of failure. But it's like if I fail at something, I'm failing everyone. I'm failing my my parents and my wife and my you know everybody if something goes wrong. It's, and, it's this fear and I of have failure to say, is what I do not it all have stems from that fear. If I fail, I don't believe in failure. But if I did believe in failure, I would believe that I only failed myself. If I screwed up my life or I made a poor decision, I would not think I have failed my family. And mine's the opposite. I feel like I failed everyone. Well, <laughs> okay, so we're going to get you to fire yourself from that job because <laughs> your parents love and admire you no matter what. And I think Elise does too. And I think that it's a joint endeavor in a marriage you know but i know that men don't typically feel that way because they think ultimately i'm the one that's got to make all this happen and i know they'll still love me but still i I guess in that sense i I am letting myself down then if i failed but well like tova said we don't believe in failure we just believe in learning experiences right (laughs) but and which is a very mature optimistic way to look at things but i'm much more cynical and (laughs) And immature. <laughs> and immature and pessimistic, yeah. But you know what I I love? I mean, I'm not glad that you're like that for you, but I do believe that it adds a component to the, our show, Kevin, that whereas like Janice and I will be like, we don't worry about anything. I don't believe in failure. I don't make any mistakes. They're just learning experiences. And you're sitting there like, I fail at everything. I make, uh, all I do is make mistakes. <laughs> yep. Like all I do is worry. And you know what I think? I think that is more normal for the listeners. I think that listeners, and that's why I think that your voice is so important on this show. I think more listeners align with your like I think you make them feel normal. Okay, yes, I would like to get to the place where I don't worry, right? Or I don't have fear, but I am not there yet. And exactly. And so I have to ask you though. Okay, you've been with us. And, and most I think also uh, just for the record, most spouses are way more understanding than we think than guys do. You know, hundred percent. Like you could probably I could talk about this stuff, and she would be totally understanding and whatnot. But we don't want you to worry about us. Uh-huh. Is the thing, mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if that's like genetic or instinctual or what. But I don't. I think that it's. I think it's right. learned because I think the role that men have had for years and years and years and years, years has been that the provider, the one that is supposed to be over the family and kind of responsible for everything. Yeah. And another thing, I think you think about guys. Uh, you know, they start competing at such an early, early mm-hmm. age, so and they don't want people to see their vulnerability. You know, you nobody goes on the football field and says, "Oh, I'm scared. I don't want to go out there." Those, <laughs> I really hope I don't get hit that oh, hard I don't today. Get tackled by, have you seen how big those guys are? <laughs> that kid, we get like, gonna kick his ass. We're gonna, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna kick their asses. It's like I don't think I'm gonna kick their ass. I really don't think I'm gonna kick. Their ass. <laughs> I think my ass is gonna get kicked. Yeah. 
No, but I so do true. think that, and, and I think it's really good for women since, you know, a lot of our listeners, most of our lis- listeners are probably women, but it's important that we recognize this with guys mm-hmm. and, you know, to be able to say to your boyfriend or your husband, you know, I want you to know how much I appreciate how mm-hmm. hard you work. And mm-hmm. I can't imagine that that's, that's got to be a really heavy load when you think we've got three or four children or two to four children and you're gonna have to be working the rest of your life and you're gonna have to put them through college and weddings I mean weddings and I mean all of that stuff it can be I can't imagine so overwhelming yeah Yeah. you know so um so I I think that that fear has to be a really normal part of being a guy. I think you guys are right. I think there's so many guys out there who know exactly what I'm talking about. But that they're not talking feeling. about yeah, it. Yeah, but they're not talking about it. Yeah. I I know, and I know you know this too, and it's why you brought it up, that men being appreciated. Number one thing. Number one thing that you as a spouse or significant other can communicate is how much you appreciate. And I would get very specific Mm-hmm. I so appreciate that you wake up at five o'clock in the morning to go get your workout in so that you can be home in time to help me take the kids to school and get to work on time. I so appreciate that you get to the office super early on Tuesdays because you know Johnny has a soccer game at mm-hmm. four o'clock like mm-hmm. and you come there in your suit and it's a hundred and two degrees on the field, but you come anyway. I mean, you know, the, uh, getting very specific about those things that men, because we are talking about men, there's a whole bunch of things that women do too, but that 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 husbands and dads do that just gets kind of overlooked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kevin, you talked about it last week, which I was so, I, I'm always amazed at how honest and vulnerable I and know. transparent you are <laughs> about well. like, your fears, you your anxiety, and your coping mechanisms that that you know you've had to get on medication mm-hmm. that it affects your libido, mm-hmm. that it affects um, your mood. You can have big mood swings because of it. That it, it affects your drive. Yep, my habits. I mean, coping mechanisms. Yes, you're yeah. drinking. I'll, I'll drink too much and I'll, and I'll yeah. isolate. Are the two things? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And I, I'm so proud of you for talking about that because what's or you don't sleep well you know Mm -hmm. i i believe i know that there are so many men and so many women watching those men have those coping mechanisms whether it's they're drinking too much or they're not sleeping or they're um, and maybe they don't understand that behavior they don't want to go out you know yep that's a big one um, or they're a little bit cranky Mm -hmm. one night Mm -hmm. and 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 you know what happens is, and so when I was married and we were not doing well, but I didn't know why. Right. I didn't know what was, what going, was going on. on. Yes. Uh, Topher had a lot of really strange things happening. The sleeping, he, he would mm-hmm. have panic attacks. Mm-hmm. He, you know, th- there was strange stuff happening, but he wasn't talking to me and he wasn't talking to anybody. And I would say things like, and I mean, it it was manifesting all the same libido, all the same ways that it was with you, that it has with you. But any sing, anytime I asked him, hey, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Seems like something's going on. Seems like you're agitated more. It was. I'm fine. 
No, I'm fine. Yep. It's all right. I'm just stressed. There's just a bunch going on. Yes. Uh-huh. Just I'm worried. Uh, you know, I've got a couple of deals that I'm working on. I'm trying to, you know. And so I guess I have two questions. One for you, <clears throat> Kev, and then one for you, Janice. Kev, what would be helpful from a guy's perspective if what would be like the best thing that Elise could do for you when you are struggling? Because I think that a normal response is frustration, anger, um, rolling of the eyes. I'll be very short. Uh, uh, no, but I'm saying Elise. Like if she's not getting what she wants from you, because whether it's sexual, oh, that's true, right? right or right. Yeah. you don't conversation, you conversation. Mm-hmm. You're isolating. You're drinking. So I'm sure that the reaction those are going to have negative reactions yeah, yes, from her, of course. Of the course. female is probably not going to be very positive, and yet a negative reaction to those behaviors is not going to help. And so, what if anything is there? anything that Elise could do that could be helpful when she sees you sort of spinning out. Yes. And this has happened before, but this is going to sound so unbelievably lame. Okay. Like almost unmanly thing ever. (laughs) Mine just wanted to hold me and tell me everything's going to be okay. And then I'm not alone, you know? That we're together. There cry. you go. That's so sweet. And that is so... Because I can tell myself everything's going to be okay, but I don't believe it the way I do if she says it. That actually makes well, me Well, you cry. want her to feel safe with you. That's got to relieve some of your stress when she puts her arms around you and says, you know what? I love you and it is going to be okay, Kevin. We're going to be we're going to be great. Then you're like, "Okay." Then that that in itself will take a little bit of the pressure Definitely. off. Definitely. You know, yeah. because But it's also something you'll never ask for. Well, but, you yeah. just did. <laughs> I guess yes, so. Elise. <laughs> on behalf of all the men. I mean, and and that was my question to you and I I thought you probably would have the same answer is when we see Janice, our significant others who are male spinning out, whether it's they're drinking too much or they are more angry or agitated than normal or they're isolating, they don't want to go out and it's Friday night. When we see our significant others or spouses um, doing these things, how do we, when when our re, when we want to be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, why are you getting so mad? Mm-hmm. Oh, here you are drinking again. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's n- probably more normal. <laughs> uh-huh. Complaining and griping about what yep. they're doing. Instead of saying, hey, first of all, you schedule this time. Can I sit down with you for five minutes? Mm-hmm. Second thing, you say, I'd need 10. Here's what, <laughs> here's what I'm noticing. And then I would talk about the behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm noticing that you're not sleeping well. I'm noticing that you're drinking more than usual. And so I'm making up that there's something really going on with you. And I would like to know about it because I want to help. Mm-hmm. I want to understand and I want to help. What can I do? What you just asked Kevin what can women do mm-hmm. that would make that easier or what could Elise do is you ask your husband, what could I do that would relieve some of this stress? Yeah, because I love you. Because I love you and mm-hmm. we're going to be okay. Yeah. And I, but I don't want to see you stress like this. Yes. And so, if there's any guy out there who says you wouldn't find that comforting, I don't buy it. I don't buy it either, I don't Kevin. buy it either. 
I don't, there's, you know, Terry Real wrote a great, he was one of my mentors and I trained with him a ton and he wrote a book, I Don't Want to Talk About It, and it's about male overt and covert depression. And it is probably the best book I've ever read about men. Yeah. And Me I too. encourage you to read it because it, it will open your eyes. I will never forget when I read that book, I was dating and a guy that I dated for like five years and I was reading it and I thought oh my gosh it's so explained this guy because he acted like everything was fine but you could tell it wasn't Mm -hmm. you know and it really is a great book because men have had pressure on them for years and years and years and years so I, I encourage men to read it because it'll help verify and normalize what they're feeling and i encourage women to read it because it'll give you a whole different level of compassion it really does it really did for me i read that when i was getting divorced yeah i i'd wish i'd read it before i ever got married i know me too (laughs) i know i think if i had read that in my first marriage well i know i would have behaved differently Mm -hmm. because i was so upset about his behavior and i was a screaming mimi you know, right. and so it was not the it was not a good approach. But another thing that you know that I've and I think part of this is because of my age, uh, is that Tom is in a job and right now they're raising money because they're trying going to build it and sell this company, and it's very 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 stressful for him because he's CEO of the company. And I and I tell him all the time, hey, if you want to walk away from this, we can sell this house yep. and we can move into a condo a two-bedroom condo go over there where blair's living yep. or wherever it is and you We're don't need to do this mm-hmm. you know and i mean he's like no we don't we don't need to do that but i said well just know that if you decide to walk away that's what we'll do right you can't do that as much if you have little kids and all of that but just having that empathetic understanding yeah. for a male is really important because i do think they you know butted up with each other and they're not talking about their their they're they're not talking about having these feelings with their friends because your fr- their friends are appearing to be on top of the world and all of that. But the more success you achieve does not necessarily mean that that relieves your pressure. Yeah. Sometimes the more success you achieve increases your pressure. Absolutely, because your business gets bigger and you feel like you've got to maintain that level. You know, so I do think that um, I think you ask them. You know, we just have to discuss these things. Yeah. But I, I, I just, Kevin, so when you think about, when you think about children, what's your, what's your thoughts about that, about having children? Do you want them? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Have y'all talked about when? Mm-hmm. What's the answer? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a very personal question, but. Well, you don't have to answer. <laughs> no, it's okay. You can always say veto. We're just kind of letting whatever happens, happens right now. Oh, so. cool. So does that... But not like aggressively trying to, you know... So does it feel like um, that that's an added pressure for you? um, Financial pressure. God, it is probably, but... You're not going there? I mean, it makes me excited because I'm good at challenges like that in my life. You know what I mean? Uh And I know that that would be something that I would absolutely rise to the occasion. That I know Uh I can do. Mm -hmm. So that trumps the fear in that particular case. Ooh, I love that. I love it too. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. It's funny though, I would almost get, this, this is how guys are because we're stubborn, and I would almost get defensive of what you were saying, like 
uh, if you want to just walk away from all this, you know, we could do that. But I'm like, even you suggesting that to me makes me think like, do you think I can't do it? You know what I mean? Like, is that what? You, Isn't that so funny? That's like uh-huh. the first thing I thought of. I almost like because I that's uh-huh. the reaction I know that I would have. So- like, oh, you're already expecting me to fail. So. <laughs> And that's not at all. I know. And now I get that. So we're going to put one other sentence in that. First of all, before I say this, I want you to know that I have all the faith and confidence in the world in you. And I know that you can do it if that's what you choose to do. I'm just giving Mm -hmm. you an option if you choose not to. Would that be better? And even with that preface, I still think in the back of my (laughs) mind I'm going to be. Yes, I don't know why. Oh my gosh, that is so Now I understand that that's irrational. (laughs) Well, and maybe, maybe that's because at our age, at mine and Tom's age, it's different. We don't have... And uh, I mean, he has a much bigger desire to achieve something, but it's not financially based. I mean, it would be a mm. financial win Reward, for him, right? But we're fortunate, and we don't need that. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why it would not. It's a different. You just kind of get into a different place. I think once people's kids graduate from college. And, and all of those real big financial pressures are kind of off the table, then it's a little easier to ease in to not having those fears. I can't imagine that, like, not having the financial burden of my children. I mean, I can't even imagine the raise that oh I will gosh. get. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it is so freaking three, expensive mean, yeah. to have children. And there's always something. And it's always you know, what they think they have to have mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. in this moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like life and death. And they're pretty good at getting it most of the time. Oh, <laughs> my children are epic <laughs> at getting it. Persuading. It's, yes. Yeah, the difference yeah. is then, so at my age, what you do is, of course, the family's grown. Mm-hmm. So now there yeah. are nine grandchildren yeah. added to the Christmas list. And um, I was thinking the other day about when Blair and Bryn get married, they'll probably, they'll, the chances are great that they'll marry somebody that have kids. So, you know, my grandmother had 18 grandchildren, and I told Tom, I said, at some point in time, we may reach that number because Corey will have them and everything. Uh huh. But then, you know, but but the difference is, is you're not having to provide for their needs right you are providing toothbrushes and paying for sports and blue jeans and t-shirts and all of that unless it's a present so it's all about it's a treat it's a treat Mm -hmm. you are simply simply providing wants and that is so i mean i would love that expense i don't so much fun and like for my daughters you know i don't provide them i mean i i want to take the family on a family vacation you know once every year two years but you know i give them some money for their birthday and give them money for christmas and it's just it's just easy it's there's no pressure yeah because if i ended up in a different financial situation i could say hey instead of this amount of money i'm going to give you this this year and the girls would be like that's great mom thank you anyway Mm -hmm. you know but it's a there you just it's a whole different experience yeah it's that i mean that that dynamic i mean think about how much life Kev, like you have, you haven't even had kids. Yet. I know. Like, I don't have a single how much one. Life you have ahead of you. It's so. I mean, I think about. Yeah, you know, we're all three of us are in such different. You have yeah. grandchildren. Uh-huh. That's one thing I love about. <clears throat> yeah, this, uh-huh. this, this dynamic. Me you too. don't have kids. I have teenagers. So we're and we're all experiencing completely different parts of life. But like, it's all amazing. Like yeah. there, it 
the, the stages of I life. I haven't been through what you guys, you know, you guys have been through yes. what I'm doing. That's and you're <laughs> yeah. in a magical time. You're at a really magical time uh-huh. <clears throat> of your life, your marriage. I mean, I think about like how magical it was, like getting pregnant, being pregnant, yeah. and you're going to be the best dad. Yeah, oh, you will well, thank be. you. It's funny. Yeah. I guess I should bring this up because it is pertinent to this conversation. Toby, you already knew about this because oh, I yeah. happened to be talking to you when it happened. But just recently, uh, Elise was feeling really unwell and she said she was a week late. So we thought maybe oh. it's actually funny. She like felt really bad. And so she came in and she was like, oh, I think I need to go get a test. And I was like, a COVID test? And she's like, no, you idiot. A pregnancy <laughs> test. I'm like, oh, okay. Just shows you what times we're living in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, when that happened, like it was at first like, the first mo- like thing you think of is fear. Like that's the first emotion, like the flood's in. It's like, mm-hmm. oh God, can I handle this? But it's very fleeting. Uh-huh. Then it's like really exciting, like a lot of uh-huh. joy and excitement, you know? <laughs> and then when the test is up negative, it's like, You're not sad. really sad for something I never even had. <laughs> like, <laughs> so cute. That's you are so cute. Every single person listening who's uh-huh. ever been through, I mean, there's not a person who has a child who ha- who hasn't gone through that's that. That's why I'm like, I feel guilty for being afraid. That's like the first Thing that it well, what are you occurred. afraid of? Um, of course, it's a f- financial thing. Mm-hmm. That's because uh-huh. you want to provide, you know, mm-hmm. and you will. You yeah. Will. The, yeah, yeah. I'm good at stepping up when it comes to taking care of people. So that's really cute. Yeah, that's it really, really is. So what? So do you? Ha- are you sleepless at night when you're worried? It's weird because I cheat and I'll take medicine when I can't sleep, like Benadryl uh-huh. or something. Yeah. But what will happen is I'll fall asleep. And then I wake up at weird hours and I'm just Three. so consumed. Yeah. And then I can't go mm-hmm. back to sleep and I can just lay there forever. Mm-hmm. So many people. I, I sometimes wonder if we took a poll, like if you could like light something and then like everybody could see everybody's lights who are up at three o'clock. Yeah. In the that would be really interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, there they're should be an app over for there that. too. Uh-huh. Oh, they're struggling over that. Yeah. Like you can see all the people uh-huh. who are awake who are in that also moment. also up. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what, what good, but you, you know, like you said, I think a lot of times when we are struggling, we feel very alone, mm-hmm. and yet I know a ton of people. I mean, when I was getting divorced, I could not sleep to save my life. I could not. I could fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Three o'clock, here we go. Mm-hmm. And then I'd just usually get up. Well, see, so that's tired. it almost turns into something good sometimes because I can have a more productive day because eventually I'll be like, I'm just going to get up. You yeah, know? but then you're <laughs> yeah. so tired by like Three yeah, or four then you're in totally out of juice uh-huh. by, by lunchtime. Oh, yeah, because you've lived a full day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Kev, you're on you're on antidepressant right now, right? Yes. And do you feel good about that? No. Why? No, I don't. Why? Um, because I feel like, to some extent, it zaps my ambition and my drive. Of course, it affects. I say, I mean. Any antidepressant, at least for me, affects a dude's dude sex drive. Like, I swear, that's just something oh, sure. that happens. Yeah, which, yeah. Which every guy hates, you know what I mean? Right. Because you don't feel the same. But um, sometimes the anxiety and depression will get to the point where I have to take a medicine. But it seems like it works really well at first. And then I just, I just end up feeling really flat. And, like, I don't have any drive to do anything. And that's when, when I'm like, okay, well, now I hate this. But I don't want to go through the process of getting off of it. And, you know, it's like you feel kind of trapped. Well, you know, the... Because getting off of it is is a, is a... It's unpleasant. I know that. Switching them I've done before, and that's not that bad. Oh, really? But I am curious, like... Because you have to wean yourself off of antidepressants. Exactly. You have to, like, well, you can't the just only reason... Quit. Well, yeah, you could cold turkey quit. But the, the reason why you don't is because you don't want those neurotransmitters to go from having that... 
dop- ha- mm. that dopamine increase to going to nothing. You're not going to have withdrawals. I mean, you're not going to. There are side effects, though. I get well, the brain zaps like crazy when yeah. I stop taking them. Well, you know, but so you think about that. So the neurotransmitters that are in your brain, they're used to that mm-hmm. and used to having that help. And then when you get you off shut of it, off it all of a sudden. then you're going to be kind of like all over the board. But I do think that... Um, you know, I do think that the antidepressant when you're when you have some anxiety, the thing about anxiety is it there is energy around anxiety more than when you're depressed. Most people have less energy, so anxiety itself mm. can give you energy. Mm. You know, because yeah, 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 because you're anxious because you're, you're elevated. Yeah. So when you're anxious, your heart your heart rate increases, your respiratory system increases, all of that. Mm-hmm. And so then, so then, so then, when you get on an antidepressant, you may feel a little bit flatter. Because it's working, mm-hmm. because you're not mm-hmm. driven by the anxiety. Yeah, exactly. It just feels like it mellows you out. But well, it does a little bit. It will. Because I just don't. I, I just can't go back to having panic attacks and that stuff. No, it was no, so no. horrible. And then no. it gets to a point like I'm not a person who's ever in my life contemplated suicide. Like could never happen. But when I decide I need an antidepressant, it's when like the anxiety and the depression gets so bad that I like in my head I understand how someone could do that. Absolutely. Like, I can't live like this anymore. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's no reason for you to get off of it. You know, I mean, I, you know, I I just don't think that there, I mean, you you can always try it at some point in time, but I don't, why would you, I mean, people stay on an antidepressant for all their, their whole life. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt it. You're not going to, it's not going to make you sick. It's not going Mm -hmm. to, it's not going to hurt you. No. You know, that, the antidepressants, because... Anxiety is treated with antidepressants also, different ones. Some for, are more for depression and some of them are more for anxiety. And it has changed the world. I guarantee there are, the, the, it's saved many, 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 many people from yeah. killing themselves. Yeah. It's an amazing drug. It really, really is. And I would venture to guess more men than women. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, I don't. I actually don't know that. But what I will say is, well, men are less likely to take medicine and get help. Well, that's what yes. I was going to say. More yes. men probably that's, resist getting on mm-hmm. it, but they need it. Yes, and, and there's absolutely nothing wrong. No, with it's a pride that. thing, but it's totally irrational. Just like but <laughs> well, they so yeah. Terry Real always said, you know, honestly and truly, if we put a little bit of Lexapro in everybody's water everybody would probably be a little bit better. <laughs> and I really do think that that's true, too. Yeah. You know, but I think that men have a difficult time doing it. And so, again, that's another thing that that couples can talk about is, is you know, if, if you think that your husband is depressed, is you could say, hey, would you consider getting on a low dose of antidepressant? You know, and or there's a there's a herb called ashwagandha and you can get it at Whole Foods. And it's a great, it's a natural, it's an herbal mood enhancer. It's it's not nearly like an antidepressant, but if you just have a little bit of low mood, you know, I often recommend that people take that. I've taken it before. Tom's taken it before. Do you notice it? Do you notice a difference? Uh, I don't take it anymore, but yes, I did when I took it. And and I Tom may still take it, mm. but he could he could tell a difference. Wow. Yeah, I thought, I love that as a it's, as it's a great spelled solution. A S H W A G H A N D A. I think ashwagandha. Just go to the 
where I would be working if I were working <laughs> yeah, at Whole exactly. Foods. <laughs> You and could point us right yeah, to it. I that. could. <laughs> <laughs> like Vanna White right here. <laughs> well, Kev, you know what? I, I just, I always appreciate so much, and I say it all the time, but your willingness to share. I mean, you make us laugh because you're so honest. It's like you kind of have that like childlike, you yeah. know how like when little girls are like, I'm so pretty. You're like hell yeah, you are I like I'm no kidding. You know, you yeah. kind of have that like innocent little kid. Like, well, this is where you know, and I could and, see that. Yeah, but I, I, I think that so many of us, and I've said it a thousand times here, we all have that the most powerful words, two of the most powerful words in the English language are "me too," mm-hmm. and I think that you have this incredible ability to make people think gosh me too like but we're so afraid i mean i think about if if when i was married and topher was experiencing Mm -hmm. depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety Mm -hmm. and panic attacks and issues you know just and if he had the courage and it is courage it's very courageous courageous to say i need help i need maybe some medication i this is what I'm afraid of with it. This is what I'm experiencing with it. I mean, do you know how, what a man it takes and what, how hard it is for a man to admit that he has a low libido? (laughs) Who admits, what guy admits that? None. (laughs) Even if the guy has a low libido, he's never going to say that. But you know, and we, why not? I just I like being honest about this kind well, of stuff. Well, you are you know? so like, good at yes. Kevin. You're just so transparent, and it really is so refreshing. And it is. Well, thank you. Guys. It is very, very, very helpful. I guarantee there are a lot of women, and probably some men who are listening to this, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh my gosh." that is where I am or that is where we have been and that's where my husband might be and it really it really is a very manly thing for you to do yeah oh well thanks doesn't feel that manly but thank you for allowing me your platform oh, to share anytime I, I'm, I'm I think al- always willing super manly and I bomb. and I really do think it's really I love what you said about what could be helpful mm-hmm. you know us as women being more compassionate, being more understanding, being more empathetic to the role that society mm-hmm. puts on men. It is a societal thing. Yeah. 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 Even, and even and appreciative women. of their efforts, oh, no yes. matter. Yes. Over the outcome. Yes. Effort over outcome. Because you know what? There, there are a lot of people in every business who are making great efforts and you know, the, the ship hasn't come in yet, but, and that's okay. It doesn't. It doesn't mean you're failing, right? It doesn't you know? mean you're off course. It doesn't mean no, you're off course. No, it doesn't. If you're, and especially if you're doing something you love, mm-hmm. then you know you're not off course. Just keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. This was great, Kevin. Yeah, you're awesome. You. Oh well, thank you guys. Thank I, you for being so honest and transparent and just you. Anytime, anytime you need it, I'm I'm here. <laughs> I will always be honest with you guys. Well, I guarantee you tonight there's going to be a whole bunch more women. Who are gonna say, "Oh, I hear talking." Sorry, there I was putting our music on, but it had. Oh. <laughs> I actually started it over, so it had your voiceover on the beginning. <laughs> That's all right, but I do guarantee you tonight there's gonna be a whole bunch more women who are saying thank you, and how much they appreciate their significant others and spouses. And then guess what? 
you're probably getting laid. <laughs> hey, if somebody is helped by my honesty, <laughs> let me tell then you, it's all worth it. Everybody's getting laid tonight. <laughs> You're welcome. Exactly. (laughs) And sleeping better. Go get them on behalf of the remedy. That's the key, man. Talk about it. Yeah. You will get laid if you talk about it. I promise you. Have a great week. Thanks, Kev. Thank you. Thanks, Janice. Thanks, Tova.